What you're about to listen to may include some potty talk. Then again, it may not. I hope it does, though. It's Thursday, July 25th, 2019 from Slate. It's the gist. I'm Mike Pascal. Well, it is Thursday, July 25th. Friday the 26th. I'm not going to be your podcast listening schedule director here. Well, it is that date or this date or the other date. This show that you're listening to right now is a little bit out of time and place. We're going to break format today to bring you a special episode, a very special episode about caring and learning and the power of family. No, it's about cops in Spokane, Washington, busting shirtless meth heads. Or at least that's what live PD would have you believe. So, to explain. A few months ago, a new podcast came out called Running From Cops. It's great. You should listen to it. It's reported by Dan Taberski and Pineapple Street Media. And it's about the TV show Cops, which you may be familiar with if you have seen TV within the last 20 years. Now, Dan Taberski was on the gist to talk about Running From Cops. That was a few months ago. It was a good conversation. I'm not going to play that conversation. What I'm going to play is but a small snippet of that conversation about a different cop-esque TV show that is extremely popular. And that show is called Live PD. You're going to hear a bunch of things on this show. But first, me and Dan talking about Live PD just for a little bit. And then we're going to play from his show about it. And then we're going to play my interview with the executive producer of Live PD, a guy named Dan Abrams. So first, here, three minutes or so of my talking to Dan Taberski back in May. Have you looked into the background of the cop experts on that show? Oh, we have we have one. So one of the cop experts is this guy named Officer Sean Larkin. And we yeah. we we go into one segment that he did. It was in the first episode of Live PD where they where they basically corner this man and they put him on TV and and it turns out that they that they went after him not once, not twice, five times. Uh, and this man never broke a law. The premise was, because Dan was on my show, yeah. and we talked about this, and the premise was, the reason why there was evidence that he was doing something wrong, is that he was wearing a blue shirt. Correct. And that's the Crips color. Correct. And I, I, I would just go outside and see how many men are wearing a blue shirt. I'm yeah. wearing a blue shirt. It's probably about 25% of the population right now. Yeah. It's yeah. obscene, and it's upsetting. And what's so insidious about that is that it's they're portraying it as, look, we're putting this guy. This guy feels like he's being profiled. He's a black man, a white officer, and he's yelling at the officer saying, stop harassing me. And it feels like Live PD is showing you the other side, right? It feels yeah. like it's showing you transparency. And it's not. This man was felt cornered. Uh, and 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 he hadn't done anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, and and they're in, they're interrupting these people's lives. This is not policing that I can imagine would be done if there weren't cameras following him. Yeah. And and that officer on that show is now a uh, one of the experts on the show, and he hosts one of the spinoffs, of which there are six. Yeah. And what's fascinating to me is that Dan Abrams has a bunch of jobs, but one of them is legal analyst for ABC. So you could literally see the guy who is the proprietor of this enterprise holding forth on the Ferguson grand jury. There are segments where he is the legal expert. And in that role, he's not even doing, he's not doing anything wrong. He's actually mostly taking the progressive side of the argument, butting heads with Alan Dershowitz. I guess that's good TV and rolling up on the poor guy in Tacoma or 
or or Coral Gables or wherever he was who's wearing a blue shirt is also good TV yeah. and that's all that matters. And what bothers it about me, it's almost like doing it's almost like a banker doing drag. So a banker is a banker during the day and at night he does drag and never the two shall meet. Those people aren't going to meet each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's that to me is what it feels like Dan Abrams does is that he he pretends he's a legal analyst for ABC News or doesn't pretend he is a legal analyst for ABC News and on the other side he does this thing this live PD show that that speaks to all the things that that he might be saying are bad uh, during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uses the First Amendment, and uh, he should. He uses the First Amendment as uh, not only justification, but cover for his show. And sure. he's the scion of the greatest First Amendment lawyer in history. Yeah. But he won't do an interview with you. No. He won't answer any questions about the ethics of his show. No, they. W- I mean, we, we, we pursued them for a good eight months, and they, they strung us along for a bit, and they ultimately said no. It is literally a show billed as transparency. Yeah. And they won't talk about it. They've talked to pretty much no mainstream press. Although I walk in here and now I found it. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one. Um, All right. And then, as happens, because I am a human being who craves interaction, I was chatting with Dan Taberski a little bit off mic. And you're going to hear that, too. And I became aware in this chat how unusual it was that I did this interview with Dan Abrams almost three years ago. So you get a taste of me and Taberski talking about this Dan Abrams interview I did. So did you listen to my interview with Dan Abrams uh, on? No. When was it? It was November 16th, 2016. So, so the it was show right had, when it was coming out? I or? think the, yeah, the show had not aired yet, maybe. I saw the first episode. I don't know. Would I have seen the... I, I just somehow remember that date because I listened to... What were to, you talking to him about? About the show? Or? Live PD. There you were. It, yeah, he hasn't done much press since. It answers all your questions. Oh, really? Well, he... It doesn't answer them in a satisfying way. I ask him. I guess I anticipated all the ethical yeah, questions. Good job. And then he does a pretty he thinks he's slick or yeah. maybe deals with stupid people yeah. or limited time frames yeah. where George Stephanopoulos will just say, Okay, well we're out of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of pressed him on everything. I would recommend that you listen. I <laughs> normally don't do this, but it was I went back and I'm like, damn it. That is exact. That is exactly what Taberski was getting at. That's, These are all the questions. Uh, the first question: Why don't you pixelate? Yeah. Right. Uh, second question: How is this? You keep talking about transparent. How's it transparent? Yeah. Um, well, it seems like transparent for the cops, but what about the criminals? How come on your panel you maybe you have a civil rights attorney? Yeah. It's like, well, that's not transparency. I'm like, it's more so than this. Is that what it's, he said? Yeah, it's really it's really argumentative. Oh, interesting. Maybe we weren't looking in the right places. For some reason I I mean, well, look no further, Dan Taberski, or just decide to look at all because we have it all here. What you're going to hear now is, to use a very pretentious phrase, I think I will be putting in dialogue the two Dans, Taberski and Abrams, through the miracle of podcasting. It's what I do. So, you're going to hear back-to-back, running from cops, talking about live PD, and then we will go into, right into, Mike Pesca doing his intro as he talks to Dan Abrams about live PD, which was an interview that Dan Abrams denied Dan Taberski. Once it all adds up, you'll get a complete picture of this crazy show where your law enforcement dollars go to entertain people in other parts of the country as we wrestle shirtless men to the floor. So here now, this from episode four of this season's Running From Cops. This will run about 20 minutes and then my interview with Dan Abrams. And then we're done. 
Let me just start by saying that I really wanted to make this just about cops. I was completely ready to ignore the dozens and dozens of the policing reality shows that have come and gone since Cops premiered. More than happy to skip over Highway Patrol and Police Women of Memphis and LAPD Life on the Beat. I was totally fine to not talk about this reality show starring this guy. My name is Steven Seagal. Did he say Steven Seagal? That's right. Steven Seagal, Deputy Sheriff. Yeah, it's pretty special. But none of those shows have the reach of cops or the longevity or the impact on how Americans view policing. But that changed a couple of years ago. There's a new show that you can't ignore. Actually, you can ignore it, and you probably do. But that's what makes the show Live PD important to talk about. Stop! 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 Okay. For three hours on Friday nights and three hours on Saturday night on A&E, Live PD follows six to eight police departments live as they police their communities. Tonight, we are live in Greenville and Richland counties in South Carolina with the Arizona Department of Public Safety in Jeffersonville, Indiana, in Spokane County in Washington State, and in Calvert County in Southern Maryland. As always, we've got more than 30 cameras following the action. With cameras embedded with police officers responding to calls. Both hands out, out the window. window. Both hands out the window. Take the keys out of ignition, throw them out the window. Corralling all the action is host Dan Abrams, whose other gig is as an ABC News legal affairs correspondent. But here, he's stationed in the Live PD studio slash command center in New York, with monitor after monitor on the wall, showing police on the job ready to go live as Abrams jumps from city to city to wherever the action is. Let's go right now to Jeffersonville. Uh, both of the officers, Alyssa Wright and Denver Leverett, are serving as backup on a speeding pullover. Let's see why. And with him are two in-studio experts, i.e. police, explaining what we are seeing the police do and why what the police are doing is A-OK. If they're aggressive, you're going to try to use less lethal to taser pepper spray to try to control a situation. Now you're dealing with a dog and the suspect at the same time. It makes it a lot more difficult. Yeah. The first thing you need to know about Live PD is that they premiered in 2016 after Eric Garner in Staten Island, after Michael Brown in Ferguson, after Tamir Rice in Cleveland, after Black Lives Matter and countless videos on YouTube redirected the national conversation around policing. And Live PD embraced that and positioned their show as part of that conversation. And you can hear it in this promotional video they released. Friday, watch cops live. Being able to see exactly what the police are doing and how they're doing it is beneficial to everyone. The cell phones changed everything. Being able to instantly load video up. You have to be very careful in these situations. They only put up what they want to put up. They don't get the whole interaction. That's why I knew these departments wouldn't have any problem with us coming in because their videos are out there anyway. So why not show it in real time? Live PD is framing itself as police transparency. The second thing to know is just how insanely successful this show has become. Live PD is often the most watched show on all of television on Friday and Saturday nights, with well over 2 million viewers. It's so successful, it's not just one show now. It's a franchise. There's Live PD six hours a week, but there's also Live PD Rewind, a repackaged version of clips from the live show. There's Live PD Police Patrol, footage that was unaired in the original. There's a pre-show to Live PD called Live PD Roll Call. There's Live PD Presents Women on Patrol, 
that one explains itself. And there's Live PD Presents PD Cam, which is just body cam video, using the tools that were put in place for transparency, not as a check on police activity, but as content, as good TV. All of this together has made A&E wall-to-wall policing. In fact, if you wake up this Friday at 7 a.m., make a cup of coffee, and plop yourself down in front of that TV, as much as 37 of the next 48 hours will be Live PD or its spinoffs. Live PD has become so successful that the police who regularly appear on that show, they've become local celebrities. Did you ever think that this would lead you into being on TV? No. National TV? No, not at all. This is from Fox 13 News in Pasco County, Florida. The Pasco Sheriff's Office has been on over 120 episodes of the show. To be a, look at that Uh, smile, to be a TV star. Yeah. uh, They do fan appearances. They sign autographs. Kids buy trading cards with their faces on them. All right, I got one last question. How many marriage proposals have you had since you've been on TV? A lot. A lot? Yeah, a lot. Live PD hosts regional screening parties where thousands of people show up and pack venues just to watch the show with other fans and maybe meet one of the police officers in person. Live PD has become so successful, whereas a regular network might order 13 or 26 more episodes, like another season of it, A&E just ordered 450 more hours of Live PD. And yet, have you even heard of this show? If you haven't, it probably says a lot about where you live and how you feel about the police. A big, fat, multi-million viewer conversation that only half the country is even noticing. The El Paso Times wrote about Live PD 27 times in the last two years. The New York Times has mentioned it only once. And then it was just to say that, you know, this is on. Oddly, this show that uses transparency as its hook, not super transparent. The host, Dan Abrams, and the executive producer, Dan Cesario, a lot of Dan's here, they have talked to barely any press since the show launched. And they said they wouldn't talk to me. But we are going to talk about them. And we're going to do it in Spokane, Washington, where Cops was once the only game in town, but now Live PD has arrived and started a pretty big fight about policing and TV cameras and whether one should have anything to do with the other. Uh, how long have you lived in Spokane? Uh, I came up here in the Air Force in, I think, 2009. If you're looking to point fingers, point them at Adam McDaniel, because he started this whole thing. Uh, what is the demographic makeup of uh, Spokane? We are pretty white. Um, I, I, I can't tell you the exact breakdown. Um, pretty white, does it? Pretty white. McDaniel is tall and unassuming. And he's really proud of his adopted hometown of Spokane, where we met. We consider ourselves a boom town right now. We actually have a crane. You can see our crane right outside. Oh, is that a big deal? It's a big deal. We have a crane (laughs) that you can see. We're growing. Yeah. Yeah. A crane is a good sign for a place like Spokane. They've been dealing with an anemic tax base, a low median income, and, like a lot of places, a pretty serious opioid problem. If I were a producer for the show Cops, my ears might perk up at stats like that. And Cops has shot a lot in Spokane over the years. They've been on eight seasons of the show and featured in 37 episodes. Welcome back. Let's go to Spokane County, Washington. But then the brand spanking new Live PD showed up in Spokane and started filming. Oh, no. Looks like we've got another shirtless dude. Adam McDaniel catches an episode one night. Spokane back pages, Steve. Yeah, she wants to suck. She said, I'll suck it all. Get my fuck. 
And then he goes online to see what Live PD fans were saying about Spokane as a result. Adam printed out some tweets for me, which defeats the purpose of Twitter, but I'm not going to get hung up on that. Live PD, Spokane, home of drugs and domestics. That's probably not the greatest motto that, that we've ever had. Spokane is the white trash capital of the Northwest. Spokane has hella issues. Hella issues? Hella issues. Spokane needs some hygiene, to put it nicely. If Adam were like the rest of us, he'd just change the channel, right? Who's going to listen to your griping about some dumb TV show? Except Adam has some pretty influential ears to gripe into. I am the senior executive assistant to the council president for the city of Spokane. Is there a junior executive assistant? I'm it. Oh, really? I just got a fancy title. And when he shows live PD to his boss, not happy. Reality TV isn't accountability or transparency, it's entertainment. It's entertainment I'm judging. I am openly judging it as something that we, our value system shouldn't allow. Spokane City Council President Ben Stuckert doesn't like the show, he doesn't like the way it makes the city look, and he doesn't plan on letting it continue. I can, as a city, say, there's the parameters if you want to put this on TV and make money off of somebody's mug in my city. We could ban them for all we want. They're making money. So he proposes a law, putting enough restrictions on shows like Cops and Live PD that it just wouldn't be worth it to shoot here. Not super controversial, Stuckert thought. But when Live PD fans got wind of what he wanted to do, not happy. KXY 4's Caroline Flynn working for you with some new developments on this story. And Caroline, the public really seems to be taking the sheriff's side on this one. They certainly are. Yesterday, his office asked the public to weigh in, and the response has been overwhelming with over 700 comments so far, mainly saying people love live PD and shows that give you a live and real look into other people's lives, and they sure don't want to see them leave Spokane. Live PD fans, they revolted on Twitter and Facebook, and they went after Ben Stuckert. And I'm yelled at for censoring, violating the First Amendment because I don't understand the Constitution. When we started this, I thought this would be like a minor blip. And I didn't know that it was at some points in time the top rated show by the Nielsen ratings. And I'm like, what? Mind blown. Like, And the biggest fan of all? The Spokane Sheriff, the guy who invited Live PD into Spokane in the first place, Sheriff Ozzy Knezovich. This thing has tapped into something that I can't explain. I've never seen anything like it before. Not in 28 years. You know, with a name like Ozzy, I'm thinking warm, super chill, fun to be with. Sheriff Ozzy is the most serious man I have ever met. This guy is not screwing around. As somebody who runs a department, can I call it a department? Office. As someone who runs the sheriff's office, office. who runs the sheriff's office, um, what is the appeal? You must see positive influence of a show like Cops or Live PD being here. I, I can tell you that Live PD has done wonders for our recruiting. Really? How? Uh, applications. People calling us all I, over the country. Really? Yes. It's been amazing. Really? It's been amazing the amount of Christmas cards we got from people all over the country. Get out of here. No. One of the big criticisms is that it gives Spokane a bad name. I mean, that's what I heard from the very beginning. It makes us look bad. How's it making you look bad? 
It makes you look bad. Oh, it's making us look bad? No, maybe it's exposing exactly the way things are, and you're afraid that you might have to fix the problem. It's easier just to keep it shoved under the rug. It shows people at their worst. Well, no, it shows what we're dealing with. It shows what society's dealing with. I challenge Ben Stuckert. If this is his biggest thing to worry about, then he needs to get out of politics. Because I am more concerned about the drug and alcohol problem we have, the mental health problem we have, and no resources to fix that. That's what he should be focused on. How does showing the victim or the perpetrator on the worst day of their life with a camera in their face help the situation at all? How, how does, somebody's got to explain that to me. This is Council President Stuckert again. It actually says your privacy as an individual just doesn't matter. We're gonna put you on TV so that we can, for the greater good, show the problem with police officers. There's much better ways to go about showing the problem than degrading that individual and treating that individual like they literally don't matter and that they're a pawn in a game. That's not fair. That's not right. Looking out for the little guy is one thing. But Stuckert also has his eye on the big guys, trying to attract big business to Spokane, to invest and create jobs. And Live PD isn't helping. So if on one hand we're going to spend a million dollars marketing how great our town is. This is the Visit Spokane commercial that they just made to attract new business. It's got rushing waterfalls and happy espresso drinkers. There's even a shot of that one crane that they're so proud of. And how things are moving forward here, and we're the place to be, and we've got investments in the park. We've spent $300 million improving our river right here behind us. And then in the next step, you turn around, and there's some guy doing meth, getting pulled over. Meth or heroin, James? All right, James, you have the right to remain silent. And... That's what you see in the next 30 seconds. This is me with Sheriff Ozzy again. I know that in general, people talk about the police departments and say, thank you, Live PD. We appreciate what you're doing. And we see right. that on the show. They also very often are laughing at addicts, drunks, and poor people doing stupid things. Yeah. And that seems to be a flaw in our society now today, doesn't it? And for him, it's worth the trade-off. I've never seen anything like this. Cops has been on here forever. We've never had that type of emotion. The emotion that these people are, have is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. We stepped off LIPD after the summer, and you would have thought they lost a long-lost friend. I, it was amazing. Isn't that so interesting that it takes something like a television show to make people express those sentiments to you? I think it was a little bit more than that. What do you mean? I think that 7-7-2016 opened a lot of people's eyes. Quick, what's seven seven sixteen? Do you know what happened that day? Would you have been confident enough to take a guess in front of Sheriff Ozzy? I wasn't. 7-7-2016? Yeah. Which is? Five Dallas cops dying. It opened a lot of people's eyes. 
Good evening. Tonight, police say the shots that turned the streets behind me into a killing zone, taking the lives of five police officers, wounding seven others, and two civilians came from one man operating alone with a grudge against police and white people. I remember it. I remember how horrifying it was when it happened. But does it stick in your head like Ferguson or Baltimore? It did for Sheriff Ozzie. And for many of the officers on Cops and Live PD that I've spoken to, this is the thing. Because five cops died because of radicalized hate. That's why. We all saw that coming. Everybody in this nation should have seen that coming. Every leader in this country should have seen that coming. And we did nothing to prevent it. We allowed that hate to divide this nation. And that's what LIPD is struck into. This nation is fed up with that. For what it's worth, as Sheriff Ozzy said those things to me, his chin was quivering. It could have been anger. It could have been sadness. I'm guessing both. And I can see how it may be a taxing time to be a police officer, especially an honest one to feel under attack by the people you see yourself as trying to help. And I can see how having a show like Live PD that celebrates you and having fans, like legitimate fans, sending Christmas cards and defending you online, I can see how that would feel good. But Live PD isn't calling itself a pro-police fan club. Live PD is claiming to be about transparency, using police department time and resources to be a part of the current conversation around policing. Live PD is an arts and entertainment, no one calls it that, an A&E network show that will air every Friday for eight weeks. The first one went up on October 28th. The program shows the actions and investigations of police forces throughout the country. Six of them, including Tulsa, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Walton County, Florida, uh, South Carolina, Arizona, Utah, Viewers will, this is what they promise, ride along in real time with the police departments for a transparent look at law enforcement on duty. Here now a clip from the first show. A Tulsa PD officer spotted a guy wearing a light blue shirt, which is the Crips outfit in his community. Do you see any flags coming out of me? I see once upon a time, baby. Oh, so you trying to throw once upon a time. You know me that good. Uh, yeah, I've known you no, for No, you about, don't know me that I good. Do. You ain't never arrest me for no damn gang affiliation. Look up my foul. I ain't no gang member. All right. And don't accuse me as one. I think you are. Come at me as a man. Uh, and come I at come me at as you as a man. You're the one that's getting sensitive and getting your feelings hurt. What you mean? I said, you're the one that's sensitive no, with your feelings hurt. Because you're always disrespecting people. Every time I see you, you're disrespecting people. I know. You're the wrongest person running people. And you don't need to have a badge. Man, because you're wrong for that. All right. Because nobody come in your white neighborhood, people, but you come in a black neighborhood harassing everybody black. Dan Abrams is the host of this affair, this affair that offers unfettered and unfiltered live access inside the country's busiest police forces. I keep quoting from press releases, but Dan is now here to give us a description. When we tune in, and I've watched the whole show, but uh, give listeners an idea of what they'll say. You know what you're going to see? Well, I don't know what you're going to see, to be quite honest. Um, that's the amazing thing about the show is the fact that we're following six police departments live in real time means I have no idea what exactly you're going to see. I do know 
that we're going to be moving between the police departments, depending on uh, what's happening in the various areas. And obviously, you know, what makes this different, you know, there have been shows like Cops out there, which have shown wacky moments where crazy people deal with cops, et cetera. That's not what this is. This is uh, in real time showing you uh, what police officers do and, uh, and, and how they do it. But because it's live, we don't know what we're going to see each week. Now, I have a question about the real time and the live designation. How live is it? Is it seven seconds delayed? Is it they film it and then someone makes sure no one dies? Give me a sense of that. Yeah. So, so look, there's more of a delay. Like, as, as you know, in, in news, we tend to delay seven seconds, sometimes 30 seconds. This is going to be, this is more than that because we're dealing with uh, cops and there are privacy issues and investigative issues. But the bottom line is that, you know, that's a minimum, it's a minimal delay. Um, you know, we haven't even sort of, there's no like firm decision here. It's going to be an X minute delay because it kind of depends on what's happening in the field. Um, so it's a, um, it's a delay of some minutes. Um, exactly, you know, what the number is may even vary from show to show. Is it a documentary or is it reality TV? Well, look, everyone's going to define it the way they want. There are no participants in this who aren't real people, right? When I think of reality TV, I think of people who have been paid to be part of the show or to, you know, the, the, the police departments here are doing it so that people can see what they do. Um, and so I would argue that you'd be hard-pressed to distinguish this from a documentary on cops in real time. Question, comparison to cops. Um, on that show, the people who were arrested always had to sign waivers. I once did a story on that. It's kind of an interesting... The producers would do a lot to get people who were arrested on camera to sign waivers to show their face. But we see everyone who is arrested, accused, not arrested. We just see their faces, no pixelation, no waivers. What are the legalities of that, I ask you as a lawyer? Well, so, you know, it depends on where it is. If it's something that's happening on the street, in a public street, it's like any you know, uh, like we deal with in uh, news events. If it's, if it's on the street, we can shoot it. Uh, if it's in a public place, we can shoot it. If it's happening in someone's apartment, uh, we can't. Um, we'd have to ask permission uh, before going in. So, you know, it, it's not, this is not a novel um, uh, legal issue that we're dealing with in this case. But you know, it does change if we start to do, let's say, tape programming based on the live shows, you know, that new legal issues could arise. But when it comes to live programming and it's in a public place and it's on the street, there's not an issue uh, with that. But obviously, look, <clears throat> part of the reason for the delay is if someone starts screaming out, you know, someone's address, you know, they're probably going to bleep it. That's because the A&E executives are making decisions about privacy and issues of that sort. Uh, one word that came up a lot in you talking about it in the press releases is transparency, that people are looking for a transparent look at law enforcement. Is this transparency or is it more the appearance of transparency? And I ask that because obviously you work with the police. Things are 
shot sometimes literally through the lens of the police. Uh, a guy can be, you know, talked to by the police and then the police go away. We stay with the police. We don't know what happened to that guy's life or the impact of him. So why is it transparent, not just in a pro-police yeah. way, but so that the communities who are being policed would feel like they got a fair shake? Well, first, let me just clarify something. We're not using the police officers' cameras. We have our own cameras. We have a dash cam. We have our own cameras there. You know, we're, it's not like we're plugging into the police's uh, camera system and using their system. But with that said, look, <clears throat> there are going to be people who are going to say, yeah, but come on, the police are going to be on their best behavior when you guys are there. And then when the cameras go away, you know, look, if that's the case, then great. I mean, great in the sense that if what we're doing is really going to make police officers think twice, think three times about what they're doing because there's a camera there, that's a good thing. I mean, look, that's one of the reasons I think that, dash, that, um, that body cams are so valuable um, is because, in theory, <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to make police think long and hard. They're going to know. And by the way, it's also going to make the people who are arrested think long and hard about saying something that's not true. It's going to make the police officers think long and hard about saying something that's not true. Um, so I think that, that it has the same kind of effect psychologically as a, as a body cam. But look, if we were on 24-7, we would have a, a better ability to show full transparency. This is, uh, this is an effort at, uh, at transparency but obviously in a somewhat limited way because it's on from 9 to 11 on Friday nights and not 24-7. So wait, are you saying that the trade-off is if millions of people watch your show, come away with the opinion that the police are polite and that communities aren't over-policed or communities aren't harassed, that's equaled out by the fact that those 12 cops or whatever will be nice to those specific 12 people they're being nice to? No, what I'm saying is that if people come away and see police officers doing what police officers do every day, that's not a bad thing. If what you're saying is, unless we see police being harassed, we're, unless we see police harassing someone, we're not getting the real picture. I would say I didn't you, say that. I, I didn't say that. I didn't even suggest that. I just well, you I kind of did. You kind of did. I will you say what did. I'm saying. I will say what I'm saying. So uh, there's no mistake. In, okay. Yeah. Unless we're getting the real picture, we're not getting the real picture. If you but, partner with six police departments, of course they're going to want to put their best foot forward. Wait, and in fact, did, in fact, if they, clip, yeah. you played a clip at the beginning of this show, right? Yeah. Where you show, you had uh, a guy yelling at a police officer for stopping him, right? A guy who went on a, you know, uh, you could, uh, I think the guy went on a, a fair critique of why are you harassing me? Yeah. Why are you asking me what I have in my trunk? I think that's a perfect example of transparency. Do I think that that officer is going to be thrilled about the fact that that segment was aired? No. Let's make a comparison, right? Let's compare it. This because exactly the same critique you're making occurred when it when we talked about embeds, right, with the military, and the exact same questions were raised, which is, you know, hey, these guys are your partners here. You're going to get to know them. You're going to get to to have a relationship with them, etc. You know, that is a reality of being an embed. It's true. It, there's no question about it. This, the same thing applies at the White House, which is when you're a White House embed. You have the same potential risk because the White House is, in effect, your partner. With that said, this is about um, as good an effort 
as I think anyone's made to date in showing this is a, this is a, a documentary about police departments. Now, I understand that other people would like us to, maybe to do it about other things, right, about, about uh, police officers' relationships with communities. That's going to come up. People are going to see that. No, I don't think, I think the embed analogy is one that I thought of. And that is why news bureaus, if they're good, realize that they're only giving their viewers a glimpse through a soda straw. That is the uh, cliche. And so they have to flesh it out with other stories around that. Uh, I don't know that A&E is doing that. I don't know that it's again, A&E's but, but job. Listen, yep. to you, listen to what you're asking for. You're asking for A&E to become a news network, right? You want, I, I get it. I, you know, we're both in the political media world. That, you know, you're asking for A&E to suddenly become a 24-7 news network. That's not what they do. And I think, and I give them credit for being willing to do this, because there are risks involved in this. There are risks that they're going to lose a potential partner, right? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the show, maybe they do lose a police department as a partner. Hey, your, you entire, know, your entire show, every visual depends on the cooperation of the police department. If, it's if this, different if from any other kind of news. If, if one police department wants to drop out, we've got six others that want to do it. And I'm guessing that after the first episode, we're probably going to have uh, dozens who'd be happy to fill that spot. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. First of all, I have a lot of relatives who are cops. I know it's a very tough job. I know that I think most people would be shocked at the level of harassment, vitriol, and just crap they have to put up with. And I think your show can be and has been at times entertaining and instructive. It's just the hype around. And I also understand you got to get people to watch. But to promise that this is the transparent look at policing in America, I think it's more like the soda straw. That's what how I'm about, saying. How about a transparent look as opposed to the transparent look. Can we agree on that? I don't think the word transparent should be applied. Oh, you just don't think, you think that having a camera with police departments, you simply can't use the word transparent because we're not doing a 24-7. No, I don't think it's a 24-7 thing. I think it's a total... Look, you have two officers in the studio who offer context. That's great. I love to know how the police make their decisions. I think it would be interesting one week if you had maybe a civil, civil rights lawyer join them. And, and, and the purpose of that is to increase I mean, the again, transparency. No, 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 no. Civil rights lawyer isn't going to create transparency. A civil rights lawyer a is going to de- conflict. A police department officer might not either. No, no, look, but I, I think that there is a show to do where you have debates, right? Uh, uh, and, and the show is we're going to have debates between civil rights lawyers and cops about how the police do what they do. That's not what the show is. No one's saying that that's what the show's about. I think if this you is- had, if you had, if you cast it well with the right kind of lawyer, maybe someone who had experience in a police department or as a prosecutor and would talk about the legalities, the problems, that could be fascinating, actually. Well, I, I will pass your name along to the a <laughs> I'm not the expert. I'm not the expert. Okay. Dan Abrams, host of Live PD on A&E, Fridays for weeks and weeks to come, at least a month more. Thank you, Dan. Sure. My pleasure. And that is it for today's show. And I am off tomorrow because I just put a lot of work into this. The Gist was produced by Pierre Bienname and Daniel Schrader, where we go live to Nye County, Nevada. And sir, if you can, sir, if you can follow the flashlight with your eyes, your eyes, sir, sir. And Running From Cops is produced by Henry Malofsky and Dan Taberski, associate producers Courtney Harrell and Diane Hodson, Max Linsky and Jenna Weiss-Berman run Pineapple Street Media. The Gist. Hands, hands, 
can we see hands, head, shoulders, knees, toes, knees and toes? Felt good to say that. Oom-poo-de-poo-doo-poo. And thanks for listening. <laughs>